Luke chapter 1, we'll be reading from verse 26 to verse 38. And then I want you to go down to verse 45. And we're going to read that as well. I want you to follow along in your Bibles because I'm going to give you points from the verses that are very important. And and the title of the sermon is simply this. God wants to do with you what he did with Mary. And, And you may be thinking, well, I'm a male, so that don't make any sense. Right, but God wants to do for you what He did with Mary. Right, and you may be saying, Well, I'm past the age, Pastor, so that won't work. All right, but there are other uh, lessons that we can learn from it that are very applicable to our present situation. I don't know if you have been following the news, but um, in Portmore. On Monday, a pastor was leaving home and he was killed. Then on the Tuesday, a young pastor in the parish of Westmoreland was killed. And then yesterday, the, the pastor at the Baptist church in Hanover was killed. A female. All right, so in this week alone, three pastors have been killed, right? Three, one in Westmoreland, one in Portmore, and one in Hanover. But oftentimes you see these things happening and you think like, what is happening? And I always ask this other question, what is God doing? Because in the midst of this, there's a message I believe that God has for his people. Amen? I believe that God has a message for you in the midst of what is happening. And so you have to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And one of the first things you will see as you consider the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, as it is outlined in scripture, is that there is this sensitivity to the voice of the Holy Spirit. The, 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 the mother of John the Baptist, Elizabeth, heard the angel. Mary did. Joseph did. And if you want to experience what God is about to do in this time, we must become sensitive to the voice of the Spirit. You must be knowing and understanding and hearing what God is saying. Because if you don't, you'll be lost. You'll be messed up. Your life will be affected by the things around you if you are not understanding and hearing the voice of the Spirit. Amen? So I'm going to ask you to stand with me as usual. We're going to read the word of the Lord together. Then, then we're going to pray and we're going to get into this. Come on, just lift your Bibles up as you stand with me and declare with me that this is God's word, not Pastor Omar's word. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive 
my ears are open and I better not go to sleep. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let, let me read for you. It says, Now in the six months, the angel, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin besotted to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, meaning the angel spoke, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his, at his saying, and consider what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You are found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord will... Give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel. How can this be since I don't know a man? And the angel answered and said to her. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Verse 45 says, Blessed is she who believe, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we bless you. We humble ourselves under your mighty hand. We decrease spirit of the living God so that you would increase and manifest yourself in our midst. Oh, that you would forgive us of all our sins and cleanse and purge us from deep within. Have mercy on us, O oh Lord. And show us great compassion. We thank you for your love that never fails. We thank you that indeed God so loved the world. That he sent his only begotten son. That we who believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So open our eyes this morning. So we will see your truth. Our ears to hear your voice. 
our minds to understand your word and our hearts to receive everything you have in store for us. May we be more than mere hearers of your word, but those also. And may someone come to know you as Lord and Savior this morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much. You may be seated. So, here it is that Mary was about her business. Living life. Having her own plans. You'd say living an ordinary life up to this point. There was nothing special about her life at this stage. Absolutely nothing special. So it was customary, or the customary age for uh, women who were engaged, a woman among Mary's age at that time would have been around 13 to 14 according to the custom. So she was very young when her parents would have arranged her engagement with Joseph. So this was an arrangement by the parents. It wasn't like Mary was going out, you know, wanting to get married. But, but according to the custom, this was arranged. And she was around 13 to 14. So there was this arrangement for her to marry this man called Joseph. The angel Gabriel visited her shortly after and announced, and announced that she would be the savior of the world. And if you understand the Jewish society... They treated unmarried pregnant women with shame and scorn. Yet Mary remained strong in her faith. Expecting the worst from Joseph, her family and her society. She gracefully accepted God's will for her life. So when we read it, we think this must have been a great joy for Mary. But truth is, she was under pressure. And it was embarrassing it is the kind of thing that would cause society to look down on you in other words it would have been better for Mary to have said no to the angel I can't live with that kind of an embarrassment I don't want to go through that I don't want to go through society thinking something is wrong with me I don't want to go through being ostracized by my family. I don't want to go through the person who is supposed to marry me rejecting me. Her answer could have been no. But when we read it, to us, it was something simple, something ordained, and she had no choice. But she did. And she took what we call the tough road. And glory came. I wonder to myself, how many of us, when the Lord comes to us, begin to speak to us, and we are placed with making a decision for the Lord that will lead to embarrassment, lead to people rejecting you, being ostracized, your family hating you. The person you love not wanting you. You still say yes Lord. I am your servant. 
and I am ready. Mary was an ordinary girl with extraordinary godly character that gave her an uncommon faith. Completely trusting in her God in every way, Mary was a good and faithful servant. Mary produced a mother of inspiration for ordinary people who can fulfill their deepest vocation by placing themselves at the service of others. She lived her life in relative obscurity, yet the world has celebrated her obedience to God for nearly 2,000 years. And all Mary did was obeyed God. I want you to know that the Lord God Almighty sent an angel to speak to Mary. But today the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. And in the same way Mary brought forth something great that transformed the world. God is speaking to you about something great in your life. That is put there by God. To transform mankind. But it comes as you obey and you remain faithful to God. It comes as you begin to trust God like Mary did. It comes when you measure what God is doing against what people are saying. You say it is God's way. So the scripture said. Rejoice. Highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Well, we must understand that before the Lord begins his project in your life, he turns up in your life. Amen? He didn't give Mary the assignment before he turned up. In other words, he turned up and says, I am with you. Now here is the assignment. Before God gives you the assignment, God assigns himself to your life. In other words, God is with you. You have to begin at that place. God is with me. Whatever is set out before me, I must start in this place of confidence. God is with me. The starting point of the greatness in my life begins with God is with me. Before I hear the steps, before I hear the direction, I must be assured that God is with me. Because God's work can only be done with and through those who have God with them. So what you must ask yourself this morning is simply this. Is God with me? The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Then the angel said, but when, then he said, but when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and consider what manner of greeting this was. In other words, like, like she, she was in shock. Like, why am I being greeted this way? Why am I being called highly favored one? In other words, it's almost as if Mary is saying, but I am not favored. I am not favored. So why would you call me this? Because God don't call you how you see you. God calls you how he sees you. See, sometimes we sell ourselves short. 
We buy the image that we have of ourselves and not the image that God have of us. Important for you to walk into what God is calling you is knowing that he's with you. Step one is also to get an understanding of what God thinks of you. What God thinks of you is more important than what you think of you. It's more important than what your mother thinks of you. Your father thinks of you. Your pastor thinks of you. And I know sometimes it's shocking. So God comes and says, you're blessed and highly favored. And you say, no, not me. God comes and says, listen, you're a woman of God. No, not me. Because we begin to look at, oh, look at my sins. Oh, look at my, oh, look at, oh, how could this be? How could this be? God, God says, go back, go back up, back up, back up. I am with you. In other words, the starting point is God is with you. Because when God is with you, the image changes. Amen? The image changes. God changes everything because he's over you. He surrounds you. He's in you. God is all around. Therefore, whatever was there no longer exists. All that exists about me when God is with me is who God purposes me to be. Watch watch this, watch this. Then the angel says to her, Do not be afraid. Listen. Come on, come on, come on. Just turn to anybody and say, Fear not. Why do the angel say that? The angel said that because the angel had already declared that God is with you. The starting point is God is with you. So God is with you, image changes. God is with you, fear not. Remember, the assignment has not yet been told. Remember, she has not been told yet what she's going to do. Right? It says, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. You are blessed among women. You, 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 know, you know, it's like, it's like somebody just, you know, in, in, in Jamaica they said, they're, they're boosting you up. So the angel is laying a foundation to give the assignment. Our preparation for our godly assignment is this, God is with you. So fear not. You get it? You, get it? you don't get the assignment yet. But we have to walk in this. God is with me. I fear not. Then it says, God is with me. I found favor. Listen. So God is with me. I don't need to fear what God is going to ask me to do. God is with me. I have favor to do what God has called me to do. The angel says, fear not. For you have found favor with God. If God is with you, you have favor. So ask a neighbor if God is with them. You know how we work. When you ask them the question, you have to get an answer. And if they say yes, you just point at them and say, well, you have favor. Listen, listen. You have favor. You have favor. Listen, listen, you have favor. Listen, listen, favor is worth more than money. Favor is better than friendship. Listen, favor is better than promotion. 
listen favor is better than visa listen favor is so important that if you have favor you live in a constant state of open doors Listen, listen. This is not the favor of man who brought the favor. The angel of the Lord. If God is with you, you have God's favor. It means that there are open doors before you, though you don't see them yet. Listen, I may not look like it, but God is with me. And the image changes, so I need not fear. Everything about Mary is about to change. Listen, God fixed her spirit. He fixed her emotions. And he's going to even change your physically. When God is with you, everything changes. Listen, he fixes the broken things emotionally. Listen, he fixes the broken things spiritually. Listen, he fixes things. He gives you assurance. And listen, listen, you're blessed and highly favored. Before he tells her that she was going to be with child. Remember, at that age, you were ostracized. If you were seen to be pregnant and unmarried. Before the criticism came, Mary was prepared. How was she prepared? God prepared her by being there. And says, fear not. You are favor. In other words, you see, those who would criticize you, can't do it again. You are favor. Come on, come on. Those who ask, listen, Joseph was supposed to leave you. But you have favor. So before Joseph here, Favor is with you. Come on, come on. <laughs> listen, listen. When God is with you, you have favor. In other words, even those who would be against you, go and turn around and support you. I, I, I don't know if you understand. Rem- remember, she has not been told that she will be with child yet. This is just preparation for the master's plan. And before she was told the plan, she was prepared for the plan. Listen, listen, come and touch your neighbor and say, God is preparing you for the plan. Fear not. You have found favor with the Lord because God is with you. What he goes and says, and behold. And now, now it gets down to the sweet part. Because now that things have been set emotionally. They have been set spiritually. Now, now I have prepared you for what is to come. Something is going to come forth. I have prepared you. For what is going to come. So something is going to come forth. It says, and behold, you will conceive in your womb. Like when I read this, I said, it sounded like God was saying, you don't have a choice in this. You will. You know? Like, like God is saying, hey, this is what's going to happen, right? Like, like uh, Mary, I've prepared you. And I finally understood what it meant. The, 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 the verses before is this, simply this. Mary had reasons to object. And because there was no objection, it was willed. In other words, your obedience is the next step. For it to be willed in your life. In other words, when it is willed by God, it simply means this. It's going to come to pass. Between verses 26 to 30, Mary had time to object. And because she didn't object, the scripture said, and you will. In other words, her answer 
was not just an answer of questioning. It was an answer of obedience. You know, you know, Charles Stanley says this, right? He says that we should obey God and leave the consequences to him. God, not, God, God does not require us to understand his will. Just obey it, even if it seems unreasonable. So it says, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. No, we're not going to bring forth Jesus. Jesus has been born, buried, and crucified. But there's something that you're going to bring forth. And whatever it is that God has purpose in your life, when that comes forth, it's going to bring change. Not just to your life, but to the life of people around you. The thing is that Jamaica is going to be the same unless we, the people of God, when the angel of the Lord speaks to us, we obediently accept that way. And then what happens? Things, dreams and vision and plans begin to come forth from our life to change a nation, to change cities, to change homes, to change schools, to change workplaces. But many of us, we are locked into fear. And many of us don't understand the kind of favor we have. You, you, you see, some of us are not bold enough to walk up and say, listen, no, I'm supposed to be here because God has purposed and prepared me. And he's with me. So the door is supposed to be open. See, we have not been doing the assignment because we don't understand the favor that is on us. What, what, what you said, let, let's, let's, let's go on. Speaks about him reigning. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not have a man? Remember, she had an arranged plan with Joseph, right? So what Mary was saying, but okay, that's possible. But how? Because I have I'm not sleeping with anybody. That's really what she was saying because she was arranged to be married to Joseph. So she was basically saying, hey, 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 hold on, hold on. Well, that, that's kind of impossible. Right? Because I'm not sleeping with anybody. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will shadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. I want you to underline part A of that verse in your Bibles. And the angel answered and said to her, I want you to underline this in your Bible. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the most, of the highest, the power of the highest will overshadow you. I want you to underline that in your Bibles. Because, because that is what is going to happen. How am I going to fulfill what God has purposed for my life? Two things must happen. The Holy Spirit must come upon you. And the power of the highest must overshadow you. Mary said, how can this be? Here is how it's going to happen. The Holy Spirit and the power of God. The only way you can do what God has called you to do. And be what God has called you to be. Is by the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. It means that you can't do it 
on your own. Come on, tell your neighbor, you can't, you, you can't do this. Come on, just tell me, you cannot do this. If you and I could do it, we don't need God. And if it's a God assignment, you need God's power and God's spirit. You see, you, you see, you see Mary's answer was saying that. Oh, jeez. Mary said, listen, I need a man to do this. The angel said, you need the power of God to do this and the Holy Spirit. Come on, tell the person beside you, you don't need a man. You need the Holy Spirit. I, 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 need, I need it to, like, like you don't get anything else. I want you to get this. Uh, here's what I want you to get. Too many of us get God assignments and want man to do it with us. And we begin to depend on man instead of God. See, Mary thought like all of us. She said, I have no man to bring forth God's plan. And God said, no, stop Mary. If it's God's plan, it needs God's power and it needs God's spirit. You can't do God's plan by soliciting man's power. Then he says, now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And, he's, and this is now the six months for her, who was called barren. So this is assurance. Hey, hey, it happened before? Like, like, like hello, hello. If, if, if Elizabeth is old and it can happen, your youth is not an excuse. It can happen for you. Do you realize that one was young and one was, was old? But the plans of God still work through both. Oh, jeez. Watch this, watch it. This says now, for verse 37. Come on, come on. Verse 37, verse 37, verse 37. Come on, come on. Let's read it together. One, two, three. For with God, nothing will be. All God was doing was saying, listen, listen. I know you're young, Mary. I know you think like a man needs to do this. But understand, it is not with man. It is with that the impossible becomes possible. Look at Elizabeth. She was in old age and barren. You know what God said to her? It had nothing to do with the man she was with. Amen. It had nothing to do with Zachariah. It was the Holy Spirit and the power of the highest overshadowing her. And God turned Elizabeth's impossible situation into possibility. How about you, Mary? What do you think now? Says then. Come on, say it. Says then. All right, all right. So, so let me ask you: Do you believe with God, nothing will be impossible? Come on, put your hand up. No. All right, just put your hand down. I need, I need to make sure, right? Like, like, if you really believe it. 
And you're not just putting up your hand because pastor said put up your hand. Really put up your hand and say, I really believe this. All right. You see, after that, what's the next word in your Bible? Right? right? So when you see then, if you go, to, if, if all of the people are brighter than me, right? You know that then means that it is connected to the last statement. And it is connecting what is coming after. So if you believe that, then then this should be your action. Amen? Amen? If you believe verse 37, then this is what you probably should be doing. <laughs> Don't it? Then, then what? Then it says, right? Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. In other words, she says, No, Lord, I'm your servant. The moment you say, For with God, nothing will be impossible, then it's a Lord, I am your servant. In other words, Lord, do what you want to do. The only way verse 37 makes sense if if the then makes sense in your life. Because you can't believe verse 37 and then verse 38 is not being applied. It says, she goes on and says, let it be according to your word. I love that. Mary, Mary got to the place where she said, I haven't seen it. But God, if you have said it, I'm going to hold on to your word. I'm, I'm going to walk on this word until it is manifested. I'm going to walk on this word. Nothing has changed yet. Remember, she don't see no belly. She don't feel no baby kicking. All she heard, because she had not seen Elizabeth yet. I don't know if you know that. So all she heard is that boy, Elizabeth is six months pregnant. You know, sometimes some people, you can't tell unless they tell you. And what were, what were they told? They were supposed to keep it quiet. In fact, remember what happened to Elizabeth's husband? Eh? Him dumb, not true. Let me not tell you. So, so, so Mary is just banking her faith on the word of the angels. She hadn't seen anything yet to believe it. But she was going to hold on to it. Come on, I wish somebody would say, I don't see anything yet, but I'm holding on to the word of the Lord. L- listen, I-, I-, I haven't feel any movement yet, but I'm still holding on to the word. I haven't experienced much change, but I'm holding on to the word. He has declared some things over me. I don't feel favored yet, but I'm holding on. Let it be according to your word. We know the duration of pregnancy, right? R- right? If you get pregnant today, you don't have baby today. Amen? I don't know, and I'm just asking the people who understand childbirth, but I just figure that there is a process between conceiving and giving birth. In, in fact, between conceiving and giving birth, many babies die. So Mary is going to hold on unto a word up to the point of seeing this baby. That's around nine months, right? 
And you know she had to hold on for the rest because the word didn't end with the the birth of the baby. Right? Because there were some other things that the angel spoke about the baby. About the baby's name and his reign over the house of Jacob. So Mary got a word that would have carried her past her own lifetime. Because she died holding on to a word that she didn't see the fulfillment of. Come on now. (laughs) Do you realize that Mary didn't see the full manifestation of the word that was spoken? All right. Some of you don't get it, you know. So we, we have to go back up to the scripture. He says, He will be great, and he will be called Son of the Highest. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. All right. Did that happen? He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Tell me if Mary saw that. So Mary held on to her word. Even though she didn't see the full manifestation of it. And she kept it till she died. Listen. The beginning of the word is not the ending of your believing. You know, sometimes it has happened to me. And let me, let me do this and we're going to close. Sometimes God will give a word. And you see the beginning of the manifestation. And you stop having faith. In the rest of it. Because the breakthrough in the immediate. Is so good. You stay and celebrate right here. And you miss the big picture. That this word is from generation to generation. Let's go down to verse 45 and we're going to close. Verse 45 says, Blessed is she who believe. For there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. What is the whole point of this? A couple of things. You have to obey God. Even when you don't understand. Even when it's not clear. Mary didn't know how it's going to work out. She didn't have a lot of physical evidence. But she obeyed and she believed. I believe this song about trust and obey probably came from this scripture. Like this is the ideal scripture. That speaks about trusting God. And obeying God. I I tell you this. While we are not living out the plan of God in our lives. Two things. And only two things. We are either not trusting. Or we are not obeying. The reason why. We continue to live in the ordinary. Is normally for two reasons only. We are not trusting and we are not obeying. You see, many of us, we want more evidence to trust and we want rewards to obey. It took Mary nine months to see her reward, but she still obeyed. And having seen glimpses of her reward, her reward for trusting was crucified. 
was buried and raised up and go, gone to be with the father. That's Mary's experience. But to fully obey God, you have to know God's plan and God's will. Because if you don't, here's what's going to happen. What's supposed to build you will disappoint you. So Mary could have understood that I'm just a maid servant in this. It's never about me. I'm just going to obey for my stage in God's process. It's not my process. It's God's process. And my job is to obey at the stage that I'm at. And here's what. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God that if I do my part, he, just like how he chose me, he will find other people to do the other parts of the process. In the New Testament, the scripture says, we know that one plants and one waters, and it is God who brings the increase. God wants to do for you what he did for Mary. There are many good, born-again people who are living ordinary when the extraordinary is right in front of them. How hard it is to obey. How hard it is to trust. Look at Mary and you will see. She stood the risk of being ostracized, rejected, disowned, cast out, but she chose to obey though she didn't understand. And that's my question to you. Can you obey God when you don't understand? Can you obey God when it's not clear? Can you trust God when you don't have all the answers? Can you trust God when you don't know how it's going to work out? Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me. This morning. I want you to close your eyes. Just for a few moments. And it's very simple this morning. This, this, this is for you. Because God wants to really transform. The affairs of your life. And he wants you. To trust him. He wants you to obey him. He doesn't require us to understand his will. His only requirement is that we just obey him. I want to pray for you this morning. Listen, you don't have to wait until New Year's Day or New Year's Eve to make a resolution. You can do it now.
Mary was an ordinary young girl until the angel of the Lord came to her. She didn't find the angel. The angel found her. And so God has found you this morning. And he's speaking to you. Born again or not, he's saying, Are you willing to obey me and to trust me? So I can move you from this ordinary life you're living and bring you into the extraordinary. Aren't you tired of living in the normal? Aren't you tired of just going around in circles? When there's greatness locked up inside of you that God wants to bring out. It says, if you would obey me fully and trust me fully, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into any man's heart the things that God wants to do in and through you. So if you're here this morning, the Spirit of God is speaking to you. You know that, no, I, I, I need to obey God. I need to trust God. I need to obey Him and leave the consequences to Him. Because I'm more than this. I am more than my last five years. I'm more than my last ten years. I'm more than my last three years. I'm more than the last year. God, I'm ready. If that's you this morning, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. And we're going to pray. We're going to trust God. We're going to pray that the favor of God will find us. That we will not fear for God is with us. That we will be his made servant. Where we can say let it be according to your word. Where God move us from the mundane and the ordinary. And we begin to live in the extraordinary. As his Holy Spirit come upon us. And the power of the most high overshadows us. Hallelujah. Be sensitive to his voice. And say so we hear him today. Hallelujah. So God is ready to use you. The question is, are you ready for God to use you? Don't let your guilt kill you. Don't let shame 
confine you. There is no greater joy and no greater place to live in than in that place where you're walking in obedience and in a place where you're fully trusting God. For those of you who have stood up, stood up, I'm going to ask you to lift your hands because Mary surrendered to the Lord. She declared herself to be the maid servant of the Lord. And so, Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. I thank you for those who have stood up. Lord, we acknowledge that there is greatness written all over our lives. Not a greatness that will bring self-praise, that one, but one that will bring glory to your name. And we commit by faith in you alone today. To live fully obedient to you. To live lives fully trusting you. Trusting you with all our hearts. We know to obey you, we have to love you first. For you said in your word that if we love you, we will keep your command. So fill our hearts with a deep and a yearning for you, Lord God. Cause us to fall even deeper in love with you, our Savior and Lord. We are ready to obey you in spite of the shame, in spite of the rejection. Regardless of what people think or say, we are ready to obey. We trust you, Lord. And we will wait faithfully on your move. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit would come upon them as they stand this morning and that the power of the highest will overshadow them. Teach us, Lord, to rely on you, to depend on you, because the arm of flesh will fail. And you're not man that you should lie. It is you that will do it through us. As Philippians says, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. May you be the strength of your people this morning. We thank you, Lord God, and may your will be done and your kingdom come. We thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, who came and died was buried and is now resurrected and seated at your right hand. Bless every household represented this morning. Fill every home with shalom and grace multiplied. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
and amen and amen. Come on, just stand to your feet and give the Lord a big hand clap. Come on, I think he deserves better than that. <laughs>